Hey, welcome to the Living the Dream podcast. This is your host, Timmy Douglas, and the goal of this podcast is to create a community that inspires action, accountability, celebrates progress, and helps people make the right connections to take that next step towards their dreams and goals. If you're looking for any one-on-one coaching to pinpoint your purpose and start taking steps in that direction, make sure to contact me on my website, workwithtimmydouglas.com, or on social media. On that note, let's get into the show. All right, what's up, guys? Welcome back to the Living the Dream podcast. Today on the show, we have Vanessa Shaw, who is the CEO and founder of the Business Growth Academy and the podcast host of Get Rich Without Being a Bitch. Vanessa, how are you doing? I'm doing great, thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no, of course. Thanks for coming on. We love to have you on, and we are excited about the opportunity to get to help you with your dreams and goals. So we like to jump right in. If you could start with telling us a little bit about yourself and what you like to do for fun, that'd be great. Oh, gosh. Okay, where do we start? So again, let's start business first. So CEO and founder of the Business Growth Academy. We work with women-owned businesses, service-based professionals who are typically doing six figures or more in their business and we help them grow and scale so that's and i say women we've got a few cool guys as well timothy so it's not you know we do let a few cool guys in but they gotta be cool so that's on the you know on the business side and really passionate about changing the conversation for women and business and financial security fun it's actually a really interesting question you know and i think everyone should dig into this more often one of the things I love to do is play tennis. So that's a real fun thing to me. Keeps me in shape, keeps me fit. It's competitive. I learn a lot on the tennis court. And I'm going to say really in all honesty, I'm also in the question right now of how can I put more fun in my life? And what other new activities might there be? So I love to socialize. My husband and I love to go out and, you know, have dinner with people and great conversations. And I am really looking at things like improv classes or is it time to do dance classes, you know, learn something new, all in that place of fun. I love that. I love that. You know, improv classes are actually one of the things that I really want to get into. I did it a little bit, you know, when I was younger and it's just so fun. It's fun, right? We've, and again, I have been saying this for a while, so I'm going to out myself on it, that, you know, we've actually brought improv into a business, the Business Growth Academy for learning experience, and it's always been so much fun. And I love to laugh. I have so much respect to people that can do comedy, especially saying something, you know, in the moment. And uh, interestingly enough, I don't know, it was my husband bought something the other day, and we have free improv tickets as some kind of bonus to whatever it was that he bought. And I said, here it is, the universe again saying, it is time to get into those improv classes that you keep talking about, but you actually haven't stepped into yet. Oh yeah, yeah, there we go. Well, hey, next time we talk, I better be hearing about some improv classes that you were- Right, I know, it's like, I'm saying it live now. I'm like, oh, I gotta go do the improv. (laughs) (laughs) Well, awesome. Tell, Tell us a little bit about your motivation and what gets you up and keeps you going every day. Such a big, you know, it's a big question and it's a great question. Um, and I want to preface this by saying, because I think, you know, sometimes we hear a lot of people say, oh my gosh, like I'm always motivated. I'm just ready to go. I'm so driven. And I think there's a lot of people that would consider me to be very driven and motivated. And there's a reality to that. It's like the truth is, 
there are days when I'm not, right? There are, there are many days I get tired. I'd rather do something else. There could be, you know, I don't know, difficult things that I've got to handle in the business. And so for me, that motivation then is around how do I get myself to be more motivated, right? So number one practice for me is typically going to be through physical activity. So I mentioned before, tennis, like tennis, walking my dogs, but like a real power walk or hiking would be my go-tos to like shift that, really shift that energy. Then for me, I go to the clients that we're helping. Because I think a lot of us struggle with, I don't feel motivated or, you know, we're in fear, anxiety, doubt around something. And the problem is with that state is we make it, it, it all becomes about us, right? So I've just happened to, you know, notice, okay, that's kicking in for me right now. This is about me. How do I shift this and make it about the clients? So now I make it about like, what's that much, much bigger mission that we're on? And I reconnect with that. So there are two, you know, real two parts to what we do is one is turning entrepreneurial dreams into reality. That gets me really motivated. On a bad day, that's too nebulous, though. It's like, you know, I, I'm tired or whatever. It's like, yeah, that feels big. So now I go into the individual stories that our clients are telling us of how we are already making a difference in their lives. Uh, and I'll, I'll share a story because I think this is really important. One that actually came up recently. We're in the business of helping, as I say, mainly women entrepreneurs generate a lot more money in their businesses so that they can rapidly grow and scale, right? So it means more clients and more cash flow. And I get it that on the outside, that could look like, oh, you're just all about the money. We're talking about money the whole time. And it could seem very superficial or you're in business for the money. And I'm a my you know, response to that is money gives us choices, choices give us freedom. And most people that have gone into business for themselves have gone into business because they want some sense of freedom. The reality is they go into business, they get bogged down in the weeds, and then they, you know, often freedom can feel elusive. Well, I was speaking with a client recently, and I will not mention her name because it was, this was way more on the personal side, who was going through a very difficult private family situation very difficult and it's been going on for months and I've been aware of it and she shared that with me and now this situation was really coming to a critical moment and it involved one of their children and in that you know we've had numerous just me saying hey I'm here what's going on want to support you I don't have to profess to have the answers for this you know but let's just stay connected at one moment, she turned around to me and she said, we are so grateful for everything that you did to help me grow this business, because now I have got a lot of money sitting in a bank account. And it's thanks to you. And that money sitting in a bank account is giving me so much, like this situation, it's not changing this situation that we're faced with. Like that's, this situation is very difficult. It's very emotional, multiple dynamics. But she said, the difference is I've got money sitting in a bank account that we can make new choices with that will help this family member. And for me, that's why we do what we do. Right. So that for me is an example of the motivation 
that yeah I might be tired I might not have the motivation right and or whatever I tap back into those stories of why we do what we do on a very practical level and it always makes me want to do more yeah for sure I love that I love that and I love how you prefaced this whole thing with you're not always feeling motivated and you find those sources that will motivate you and I guess a follow-up question for you is when you're reviewing your clients' stories, is it something where you call them one-on-one -on -one and have that interaction with them? Or are you looking at testimonials that they've given before? Or is it a combination of the two of those things or what? Honestly, it could be a combination of those. And, and it could be, you know, it could come through private coaching sessions. Frankly, sometimes these stories we're hearing through, I've got a coaching team as well, right? We're just, we're staying connected. So for us with our clients, we want relationships, right? We're real relationships. I do not see our clients as transactions at all. You know, they are human beings trying to do the best they can in the world. And I want to know as much as possible as to not only what's going on in business, but what, what else is going on, right? And hopefully that they feel comfortable enough that when something's going on, they share with us, you know, again, either wins or, you know, some of the, those more challenges. So it could be, it's honestly just being attuned to always listening to really what's going on for them, having conversations. We may be building a case study. It may come through a one-on-one -on -one coaching session. It may come through one of our retreats. But for us, we're always trying to build like what is going on in the lives and businesses of our clients so that we can best help them. I love that. I love that. Well, tell, tell us a little bit more about your vision for your coaching company and then just dreams and goals for your life in general. I know this is a great conversation, right? The dreams and goals. It's like, yeah, that's always, that's always a good conversation. So on the Business Growth Academy, one thing that we, as I said, we're very passionate about is really changing the conversation for women-owned businesses. Women-owned businesses are still behind their male counterparts in terms of top-line revenue, employing people, bottom-line profit, paying themselves. That's a big conversation we want to change, and we want to change the results around that. So that is something that gets me out of bed every day. Um, and then I was like, well, how will we know when we are actually making a difference, right? It's one thing to feel these things. It's one thing to get the stories, but then like, we need a metric uh, to be able to measure this. So one thing we did at, right at the beginning of COVID, we actually launched a 100 day business accelerator. It launched on the day America shut down essentially where I was like, oh my gosh, like, this is crazy. You know, my new project and then, uh, definitely fear, doubt and anxiety and everything else was coming up around that. And this program has been hugely successful because we ended up helping a lot of businesses that were really struggling and being in a massive support system for them. We also helped a lot of business innovate, go online, look at how you can do things differently. And we have, I think to this, as we're, recording this podcast now is about 68 ish businesses that have gone through that accelerator it's a 100 day program all about building a sales pipeline and getting you know cash flow and clients through the door in a practical simple way without paid ads and other big expenses around it we are close to in fact this week it is likely to happen and um, we're about to cross 10 million dollars in brand new business generated from those 68 ish businesses in a 100 day period oh, so wow. 
Yes. So we've tracked everything. And as I say, well, I can't remember the, I keep saying to my team, like, what's the number? This week, we will definitely, I'm sure it'll be this week or next week, go over that $10 million mark. So that gets me really excited. Now, coming back to your question of like the bigger dream and how that came about, the bigger BHAG, like bold, hairy, audacious goal for us, we're a small business too, was to say, we will know that we've made an impact when we have helped women-owned businesses generate a hundred million in brand new revenue before the end of the decade. Mm. So that is our big hairy audacious goal. Um, we've got two programs that we're doing that through, as I say, one of them, that elite 100 day accelerator has already close to 10 million. We have another program that has also done multi-millions. So the truth is right now, like we're pretty much on track, you know, yeah, you're talking about like before 2030? But before, yeah, before the end of the decade. And when, by the way, when I stated that goal, I was with a peer group of entrepreneurs and we were talking about BHAGs, you know, big, hairy, audacious goals. And how would we measure? How would we really feel successful? And what would get us motivated? Like everything you're asking about. And all of a sudden I was like, I need to have a number. I need to have a number. And at the time, putting out, putting that number 100 million, I had no idea how we were going to do that. And, you know, I've got my, as I say, my peer group, and they're like, this is great. Or, that you know, you're, you're lit up by it, but I've got no idea how I'm going to do that. And they're like, but you feel like you look like you're really excited by the number. I was like, yeah, because 100 million is a very significant number. And I would feel very proud, like uh, just as I am today, saying we're about to cross 10 million. I'm really proud, frankly, of those businesses, right, that we've brought into the academy. But I'm proud of my team, the, you know, and the program that's helped them do it. So I did not know how I was going to do that. What I did know, though, was that number felt really, you know, compelling, exciting, like scary I don't know how I'm going to do it like is this too big and what's always so interesting is once we really put it out there and we you know put that stake in the ground all of a sudden I started to see a way that we would make that possible so I think that one on the business side is you know really for me it's about it's not just about going rationally, like what do we think we can achieve? That only gets us so far, right? When we're setting goals, we've got to tap into our desire and what feels exciting. Because if we only stay with the rational on the days when things are tough, it's going to be really, it will be tough to be motivated. Whereas when we've got that emotional connection and the desire is there and this is exciting, it's like I can, I can keep tapping back into that and I can see that we're, you know, making milestones and hitting milestones towards it. Um, so that's on the business side. On the um, personal side, it was interesting, the question, because I am living a big dream right now. I mean, a big dream of mine was to move to the States. And I moved to the States nine years ago, uh, closed down everything in Europe. I really felt called to come here, build a business. The business, by the way, that I've built here is very different to what I was doing in Europe. I was doing coaching. It was far more executive coaching inside of corporations. And I really shifted to the entrepreneurial side of things. I moved into a dream community. I mean, I am in my 
ideal, you know, location in a gorgeous home, gorgeous neighborhood. So, so much of like the big dream I've already, I've made happen. Um, and a big part of that, of course, is, you know, having the courage to do it in the first place to say, you know, I really want to do this. And now I'm going to take that leap and have that plan and make it all happen. So now I'm looking at, you know, we are looking at what, what are the next dreams? Um, interestingly, and I wrote these down. I've got one dream that's been on the list for a long time. It just, it hasn't happened. I really, and this is a travel dream. I have never been on safari. Oh, wow. And I would love to go on safari. Um, and it has been on my list for a very long time. Obviously, COVID is, I just, I don't want to be, tra I don't want to be traveling. And it, until all of this craziness is behind us, I am traveling. But that one, I want to wait. But yes, I want to go to Africa. I want to see the big five on safari, do something under canvas, a once in a lifetime experience. So that's, that is a big dream there. And then on the business side as well, big dream would be a very large speaking audience, as in thousands of people. So I'm, I'm already a speaker. It doesn't phase me to get up and, you know, speak in a room of, you know, 500, you know, I'm just trying to think about what's the largest audience I've even spoken to. Could be, you know, 500, it might be a little bit more than that, but I would love um, a big dream would be thousands and thousands of probably women entrepreneurs. I love that. Quick question. Do you guys have like an annual event that you guys host that kind of congregates all these women entrepreneurs? So we used to, um, again, it's, it is a great question. We, I used to run a lot of events and, um, you know, we would, we would typically do one big event a year and then smaller ones. We changed up our own business model pre-COVID and actually stopped doing live events, which is when I felt like I had a guardian angel sitting on my shoulder <laughs> because, of course, going in the event business, unfortunately, was decimated and completely put on hold until people really started to shift into virtual. And now I am definitely starting, I am reconsidering what events we might want to host for women entrepreneurs coming together. So again, it will look different um, compared to what they were in the past. But yes, it's just this weekend I was starting to think about, hmm, I'm feeling a new event in my future. I love that. I love that. Well, awesome. What really caused you to take the first step towards committing to coming to the States and starting this new side of coaching? Gosh, um, I wonder what was like the first... I always, when I look back on that time, I remember like the desire was there. The desire was there to make a change, right? And shift something for a long time. And I just kept kind of going around it. You know, I was acknowledging it, it was there. Honestly, for me, right back then, I couldn't see the how. I knew I wanted to make a change. I didn't know what that change looked like first and foremost. And then I really couldn't see how to make it happen, which I think is where we get stuck. You know, A, we have a desire, but we don't sit down to really formulate it and make it clear so that we can actually make it happen. And then we will get caught up on the, you know, the how. And what was interesting is once I really got clear on that I did want to move to the States, of course, the how like, sorted itself out, right? I mean, 
you know, it was, I didn't need to look beyond that. I mean, it was now it was more a case of where in the States do I want to move? What do I want to be doing? Like, what does life look like? Again, it was really building up the what and what and the why it was important. And there would have come a point where that started to really tip the balance uh, between where I was fearful, like the desire started to outpace my fears. So I think that's the place where we also get stuck is that we can get A, too tied up in the how-to before we've got really clear on the compelling what and why. And then we stay in fear. You know, we go into these, what if, what if, what if it doesn't, you know, what if it doesn't work out? What if, what if I lose everything? What if it all comes crashing down? Uh, most times I, I believe that most times the fear is linked to what other people will say and judgment, right, of making those moves. And I certainly wasn't immune to that. But I also worked through several scenarios of, well, what's the worst case scenario? And I remember saying to myself, well, the worst case scenario is I go to the States and it's not what I thought it was going to be. Well, I'll go back. <laughs> like, you know, it's like, really, what's the worst case scenario? You know, the worst case scenario in my mind was, I don't know, I'll have a year or two and figure things out. We'll probably have some fun. It might not be the thing I really want to be doing. And okay, well, I can just go back. You know, of course that's not happened. Yeah, absolutely. So sometimes just even going into that, it just acknowledging the worst case scenario and do I really believe I'm going to get there? And what if I am there? Can I figure things out? Was enough to say okay now I have to take a leap now what is interesting there though part of that story is for me when I'd worked out that we were moving to the states um for me it was a three-year plan so it's interesting how we can kind of go back into that rational place of it makes sense it's a three-year plan the kids will be this age you know my husband will be at this point in his career you know I can close down these accounts all of those things and it was fortunately a girlfriend that challenged me on, you've made, like, you want to go, why three years? What would it, like, what if you could do this sooner? And, you know, all of a sudden, because three years was actually me playing safe. Three years was still way off in the distance, right? And I was going to carry on still living my life. There wasn't going to be any commitment. All of a sudden, a year is like, oh my gosh, it's 12 months from now. And that for me is when we start to see how committed, like really are we serious? Are we still keeping it as a dream or now are we taking action and making it happen? And that was when all of a sudden I said, yeah, you're right. You know, it should be a year. And 11 months later, I had landed in the States. That's epic. <laughs> I love that. I love that story. Awesome. And I love the idea that one, you had a friend like a key person that really challenged you to just take that leap and accelerate that process. Cause we can mm -hmm. often do things faster than we think we can. And it typically takes some other people coming into our world to help us do that in some sort of way. Absolutely. Right. And again, people that care for you, right. If somebody, you know, I had plenty of people challenging me around why it was crazy. That was, that was plenty of that, but yeah, this was somebody that but that like, why not quicker? And I, I agree with you. Most times I think we give ourselves way too long a timeline. And then the energy comes out of it was once I'd committed to it was a year, I had to make a series of decisions that frankly started to close the door for me. Like my kids were in schools that once we removed them, they would never get back into because the waiting list was so long. 
you know, we sold, I mean, I sold up a house. I mean, I sold my house. That was a big deal. I mean, I actually ended up living in a hotel apartment with my kids, a dog and a cat and my husband for five months because, you know, the house sold quicker than I thought it would. And again, now it's like now our whole lives are in a, in storage. You know, we didn't have a place in the States to move everything to. Well, again, now that the goal is gaining momentum. Yeah, I love it. Well, if there are one or two people that you can meet right now. And these can be a specific person or a type of person. And they could help you take the next step towards your dreams and goals of helping women-owned businesses generate 100 million in revenue and changing that conversation. Also going on the safari, who would these people be and how would they help you out? Mm, gosh, that's such a great question. One person that is really top of mind that I would love to meet is Richard Branson. Yep. You know, he is a massive, I mean, business mogul. I grew up, you know, I remember Richard Branson's craziness growing up in the UK with, you know, Virgin Records was, of course, one of his very first uh, startups, I guess we'd call it back then. He has so much energy and creativity. I feel like sitting down with him, you know, for just to be in that energy in the conversation would be so mind blowing. You know, he would have so many resources, ideas as to how to make this happen and how to make it a lot happen a lot quicker. Um, I feel like, again, kind of the safari would just be, that would probably just be a byproduct, frankly, of that, you know, it would just be like, well, well of course you're doing a safari and here are some connections and these are some amazing places and, you know, yep. you know, why, why not host an event down in South Africa somewhere and just, you know, whatever, There'd be, there would be some creativity around that. So he is definitely a big hero of mine and uh, has been like on, on my vision board for a long time. Um, other, gosh, I mean, I love, absolutely love Brené Brown. I'm sure a lot of your listeners probably do as well. She's just, you know, she's one of my sheroes in terms of personal development, keeping things real, her insights. Um, I've read every single book. I, you know, listen to her podcast religiously, always learn a lot from her. So she would be somebody else that I would just, yeah, I would love to be around and I feel sure that she would be just great at just unpacking any limitations, limiting beliefs, but keeping it real. That's what I love about her is it's, you know, it's all very real and grounded and practical. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. Richard Branson and Brene Brown. Those would be two. Those would be two really good ones. I think those are great. And ones. I actually think, you know, again, it's back to, you know, if I start to think through it, I, you know, I feel like Brene Brown would be fully on board for the whole kind of this notion of get rich without being a bitch and empowering women and especially financially empower you know giving women the tools so that they can be financially empowered and secure I feel like that's a conversation she would definitely be up for you should get her to be a guest on your show there we go I know <laughs> <laughs> there we go awesome well, name there the most go. important one or two things that everyday people can do to help you accomplish your dreams and goals. So for me, it's always starting with that desire. 
um, you know, like keep tapping into that desire. When that desire is within you for something more, right? A bigger version of yourself to have more, be more, do more, give back more, pay attention. That for me is the starting place because for me, that is that signal. And how, right, do you do that practically? Is it through meditation? Is it through visualization? Is it through journaling? Is it through having some people that are just special, sacred people in your lives with whom you can have those conversations so that they're, you know, they're gaining momentum and gaining life. Um, the next part of that would then be, you know, I think we have a lot of desires. There's not, we don't always have desires that we want to act upon. You know, we have to choose like, are they, are they really desires or are they just dreams that, that they're fun to dream about? But the truth is we don't want to put any effort into achieving them and that's okay right? It can be fun. Like even my husband today came home, he said, guess what? There was a, you know, he's just bought a lottery ticket. And uh, he was like, I bought a lottery ticket because there was, I don't know, a million dollar ticket that didn't get claimed or something or other. I mean, I didn't even follow those things. And for me, I was like, well, that would be fun, wouldn't it? Like, that would be fun to win the lottery and just a free million dollars. And it would be fun to have conversations around actually what we're going to do with it. The truth is though, I'm not motivated by that. I don't think I've ever bought a lot, you know, I'm not gonna go off there and buy lottery tickets and start to look at it all and think, uh, it's just, it's not something I'm gonna do. It's a fun conversation. And I think that's what we have to discern with what are the ones that we really want to pursue, right? And put effort into. And if that's the case, now we've got to start to create a plan, at least start to define what would be some of those next steps right, to get that momentum going. And who do I need to surround myself with that, that can help me, right? Mm. Whether that's like my, my story of the girlfriend that was that, that challenging question, what if you could do it sooner, right? The friends that are gonna say, say, you said you wanted to do this, like hold your feet to the fire. That's really important. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, I love that. I don't know if you've ever read the book, Who Not How. Yes. Oh. I have it in my success library right behind me. Yes, I'm such a big proponent. I just read that book and I was kind of implementing the concept before I read it, but then I read it and it just took the concept to a new level for me. I was like, this is so important. So important, in fact, that I'm like, I've been thinking about, you know, the coaching business to go with the podcast because I'm really passionate about helping people with their dreams and goals. So I want to mm -hmm. coach them directly. And I was like, that's really what I want my kind of coaching to be centered around, like bringing people in, like helping them figure out what their genius zone is and then figure out the who's that need to be around them so they can prop up their genius zone as well as be who's for other people who don't have that aspect as their genius. Zone. Yeah. So man, love that book. And it is. It's a great book. As I say, that, and that was the whole point is, as I was saying earlier, is we often get stuck on the how. And, and the how is often a, how do I do this, right? Yep. But when we're stuck on bandwidth, well, you know, then it becomes a, I'll put that off because I haven't got time or it's not in my zone of genius or I want to create that, but I don't want to do all of the work for it. But yet there's somebody else out there, another who, whose zone of genius it is, who's got the motivation, who frankly we be better equipped. And yep. now we can start to really look at like collaboration models to move these things forwards. Absolutely, absolutely. I love it, I love it. 
Awesome. Now we're going to jump into our thriving three. So our first question is, what's your favorite book, movie, or podcast? Pick one. So a podcast that oh, I, I, yeah, podcast. I'm going to go with podcast right now because it's probably the one time I have listened to, I think, every episode of a podcast. And it is Glennon Doyle's We Can Do Hard Things. Glennon Doyle. And I just love it. I love the conversations. They are deep. They are real. There's a synergy with her and her wife. And then her sister, that she calls sister Amanda, and just all having these different perspectives on very difficult, you know, real life situations. Um, so I find I get a lot of insights through the podcast and I find myself laughing to it as well. There's just some, you know, some levity to it, some fun things like their personalities really come through. So I could be out walking or in my car and I feel like I've got the three of them sitting with me and it's like I'm in this thing. So that's one right now where I'm definitely I'm on top of it and like listening every single week. I love it. I love it. I've never heard of that one. So that I might have to go get it. It's a really good one. It really is good. Awesome. Well, what is one way you like to take care of yourself? Um, so definitely, I would say the tennis is, I see that as a taking care of myself physically, socially, um, again, mentally, frankly, getting off stress. Um, other things as well. I mean, again, simple things. I, I just love even hanging out with my dogs, you know? I've got two dogs just sitting, relaxing, cuddling them, like simple things. Even today, I just took a moment before you and I started the podcast. I was reading a book, you know, like read five pages, my dog's snuggling. But for me, again, that's like a time for me and it's very nurturing. Um, if I want to receive, as in, you know, taking care of myself, I do love massage. So somebody else like literally working on my body uh, helping to get those tennis knots out, <laughs> right? Relieve some stress, get me more relaxed and zen is that's definitely something I love to do. Awesome. Awesome. And what is one action step that you can take right now or continue to take if you're already taking it to really get to your dream of getting that very large speaking audience or helping those women-owned businesses change the conversation and generate that 100 million in revenue? Yeah, I um, again, we obviously are in process there as well. I do feel like, again, it, it's something I want to be more specific around. Like, you know, I said that bigger audience. The truth is I'm involved in communities where I can actually start to ask, you know, who has got events. It, and interestingly enough, this is the, this is the miracle of um, actually talking about this. Before you and I went live, there was an email that came in that was actually requesting my availability next summer for a speaking gig. <laughs> and it's somebody that is building an audience of women entrepreneurs and, and it's growing. And she said, you know, I'd love to have, have you speak. So I'm a firm believer in one of those steps for me is sitting down and really getting specific around, again, what does that look like? Because once we get clear, it is amazing how those things do actually start to show up in our world or we start to see the opportunities. Yeah, awesome. And I have one last question for you. And this okay, question, oh, by the way, you have to follow up with that email now, just so you know. 
<laughs> oh, absolutely. No, I will do. That's, there's no question of that one. Yes, that one will be followed up. I'm pretty sure my assistant's already on it. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Sounds good. And this question requires a bit of pretext. So you know how there are people, you know, on earth, there are people on earth. <laughs> there are quite a few of them. Yes, there are. Yes, that um, they're in the state of mind where they are not willing to accept help. They're kind of on a fixed mindset and they're not willing to accept change. And some people die like that. And then there are people who change to that growth mindset, willing to accept help, willing to accept change. In your opinion, what is the catalyst that causes that change for people? Gosh, that is such a great question that has probably been studied for many, many, many years before me, um, centuries before me. You know, the reality, and it's, it's, it's a little bit of a shame because the reality is for most people still, pain is a great motivator. It really is. And I'd love to say that was not the truth. But, you know, when... You know, I think when we're, most of us can be honest, I, I don't know what the stats are on this, they used to do studies, but you know, 80% of the population is gonna be motiv motivated away from pain. And that we leaves 20% that are gonna be far more motivated towards goals, right? And so there is always that concept of the hitting rock bottom, whatever rock bottom looks like for you. And we get to a place when we can no longer tolerate things and at that point, there may be enough motivation to actually bring about a change, but we've got to believe that we are capable, right? That we've got the resources, um, that, you know, if we put in the effort, we will get some kind of payback as well. So there's a whole lot of layers that are going to come into that, that change. For me, if I was going to speed that up, that process, I wrote a book, actually, it's The Million Dollar Question. People can download it on my website, but The Million Dollar Question is all about what are you tolerating, right? What are we tolerating and becoming more aware of that? Because if we can become more attuned to all of these little things that we are tolerating on a daily basis in relationships around our finances, our health, our well-being, I mean, whatever those things are, um, I think we start to stack up the evidence for change more quickly, right? Mm -hmm. And we've become aware of them. So I like to take people through a process, you know, at least frankly, everybody should probably do it every month, if not every week. But even if it's just once a quarter, kind of go through and do like an audit of everything that we're tolerating. Because oftentimes when we see it in black and white and we get it out of our heads, it can be scary. That list can be really long, right? And now for me, that's a moment of truth, right? Now we've got it out there. We can look at the stories that keep us tolerating. And now we can also make choices around what do I no longer want to be tolerating and free up energy, right? For those good things that we want more of. I love that. I love that. And so I guess my last follow-up question is kind of said hitting rock bottom, whatever that is for you. And then kind of doing that, what are you tolerating audit? But what would you say about those people who hit rock bottom and never get to the point of wanting to change? Like, why do people stay at rock bottom? Um, I wish I had, you know, one perfect answer for that. But I think there's, there, there, there are so many different factors that come in. Their own relationship with themselves, 
their own mindset, a mindset around, is it even possible to bring about change, right? Is that desire strong? It's back to that desire as well. Is the desire for change strong enough? It has to be. Um, also, who are they surrounding themselves with? You know, the power of, env of environment and especially the people that you're surrounding yourself with reflects back to us on a daily basis who we see ourselves to be. It's a reflection of our identity. So again, you know, I mean, let's take some, you know, let's imagine that you're in a cycle of addiction. Well, you know, perhaps, in this, let's imagine it's, let's say it's drugs, for example. Well, the chances are you're not alone in that cycle, right? You're probably got other people around you that are somewhat supporting or enabling, right? And you belong to a community of people, right? That's going to keep right? Until you change that environment, that's going to start to keep that in play. So it's not just, you know, it's not just about the mindset, like the desire for change has to come from you. It can't come from anybody else. Like we can start to fan the flames of that desire. We can give you tools, but like that has to be the willingness, the, ready, the, the readiness and the willingness to change has to come from the individual. And then I do believe, and I've, I've always believed this, um, you know, who you surround yourself with is either going to keep you locked in or is going to set you free, right? And that for most people is one of the most difficult things because I want to bring about change. And now I have built my whole environment with people in it that are, you know, supporting who I am today. And again, I used an extreme example there, but the, the reality is we could use so many other examples, right? It's like, you know, you start to hang out with people that are really healthy and health conscious, right? And they're having conversations around their healthy regime. They're getting up early, their, their new way of working out, their personal trainers, right? Now you're entrenched in those versus, you know, you being somebody that's wanting to be more healthy, but you've come from a history, you know, a family that didn't value that. You've got friends that would you know, perhaps far rather go to the bars than go to the gym. <laughs> yep. You know, they don't want to work out. Like you've got a whole load of changes to make in order to be able to follow those desires and bring about those changes for yourself. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, I love that. So would you say environment and community is the most important factor in kind of cultivating that desire for change in people? I don't know if it's the most important factor. I think it is a huge, hugely important factor that many people over, overlook. You know, they just know who they're surrounded by. So again, for me, like the first thing that's going to ignite this again is that desire and that desire for more, the desire for change. Because we've all heard amazing stories of people that have been, you know, down and out, rock bottom, turn things around. I mean, didn't, you know, in dreadful situations. And yet they've, you know, we all love those stories, right? The rags to riches stories. It is absolutely possible. There was something within them though, that, that was there and that got it ignited. And then yes, for sure. Now you start to look at the who's back to the who's, right? Who are you surrounding yourself with? Who is in that environment? Who's going to shape your mindset, shape your identity, help expand your way of thinking, give you tools and resources, inspiration. Yes. Now all of those things come into play. Gotcha. Do you think everybody has 
that desire for change in them and some it's just been silenced and some it needs to be brought out of and some it comes out more naturally or do you think some people genuinely just lack it god hey you got some there's some great questions you know and i once i i seriously once asked this of somebody else and i was like you know i can feel very purpose like fueled right that I, I want more for my life. I you know, want more for my future and uh, the people that I impact. And I said, doesn't everybody feel this way? And this person actually did say no. And I was like, really? <laughs> they said, no, I don't think everybody does. It's those people that you know, perhaps are attuned to that. And now there's always gonna be the question though of honestly, is it not there? Right, is it simply not there? Or is it, so buried, right? And they've become so disconnected from it that they're just not paying attention, not listening, even if it was there, they don't know how to. I tend to be more in that camp that I think, you know, we've all, and we've probably all experienced that where it's just so we're bogged down with everything else and it's really deeply buried. And it's kind of, perhaps it's just this tiny, tiny flicker and depending on backgrounds and environments, we've been trained not to even pay attention to it, right? Yeah. Could be a lot of judgment. So as I say, I do remember, it's quite a long time ago when I asked that question, I was like, really? Do we really feel like some people do and some people don't? I'm not sure I ascribe, I'm not sure I ascribe to that. In fact, I don't ascribe to that. I do believe though, for some people, it's very deeply buried. And that's why I also believe in, you know, for those of us that are closer, more closely connected with our desire and living those dreams and pursuing goals, we can serve as a powerful uh, role model, right? An inspiration for other people, because most times that's exactly how that, you know, desire is sparked oftentimes through other people, right? We might hear them say something, we see them, we make, they make a change, they may be a speaker, we may be listening to a podcast, they may have written a book, right? And it ignites it. So that for me is a way to also motivate myself is knowing that in the pursuit of what I'm doing, it is having a positive knock-on effect for many other people as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I love that. I love that. Well, awesome. Vanessa, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you. It's a great conversation. Really. Yeah. Let's face it, talking about, you know, dreams and goals and desire and everything. It is a really great conversation. And, uh, and I think honestly, we need more people tuning in. Yeah. Right? And, and really realizing that, you know, it is possible that you really can turn dreams into reality. Um, and life becomes a lot more fun when you do that as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Is there anything else that you want to chat about before we sign off? Um, I would just say for anybody that is listening, you know, if you've got those seeds of desire within you right now and, you know, you've been ignoring them or not sure what to do with them, like lean in, listen, trust them, right? Start to fan them, start to talk about what's really going on inside of you. Get a trusted coach, mentor, great friend or guide journal on those right and start to bring those desires to life love that if you guys are listening to this and you loved what vanessa had to say make sure to contact her her website will be in the show notes and email address you mind if i put your email address in there you can do yes i'd love to hear from people especially if there was something that resonated so you can put vanessa at businessgrowthacademy.com 
and Sounds I will good. see that email. Awesome. That'll be in the show notes. And if you guys love what she had to say, or you have a way for her to get onto a bigger speaking platform, help her out with her dreams, perhaps get Brene Brown onto her podcast, make sure to reach out to her with that connection. As we always ask, send this episode to one or two people that you know need to hear this message. Shoot us a five-star review on iTunes and we're out. Guys, thanks for listening. Make sure to reach out to our guests and help them accomplish their dreams and goals if you resonated with them. If you're looking for any intentional masterminds or one-on-one coaching to accomplish your dreams and goals, make sure to check out the website, workwithtimmydouglas.com and contact me either there or on social media. That's all I got. Have a blessed day.